listening to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life. I am Julie Graham, and you know what? Some would say I overcame what would be considered a nearly impossible childhood and came out with life from a hopeful perspective. You did. And I'm Darlene Brock, and uh, some would say of me that I have uh, built businesses that seemed impossible, difficult, and definitely unpredictable. I would agree. And it's one of the things I find so interesting about you. And in fact, it's you who came up with the topic we'll discuss today, probably because of your repeated offense of (laughs) viewing life from the um, inability to see things as impossible. Yeah, it makes me crazy when I am challenged or I hear someone else challenged with the you can't do that. Mm -hmm. That's not possible. It just drives me out of my mind. I literally mind. feel like I've seen your face flinch. Oh, flinch. I probably somebody suggesting something can't be done. Yes. Um, which is an incredible trait that you have. And I firmly agree it deserves its own episode to discuss the idea of, is there really something in your life or um, in the life of someone you know that is truly impossible? Julie, when we talk about something being impossible, it can come in all forms. Mm. It could be you're in a difficult relationship or a challenging marriage where Mm. you think making this work looks impossible or... You know, I've raised girls to adulthood. It could be a teenager that is completely out of control, and Mm. it looks like it is entirely impossible to bring them back into um, life that you know will work for them. Absolutely. It could be in the form of an unexpected health challenge that feels like it will never, um, you'll never survive this chaos, this surprise circumstance in your life. Or maybe you recognize uh, an issue, um, a social need that you want to find a way to solve and you want to start some sort of community organization to address that problem. Or maybe you want to build a business or maybe even as simple as you have a heart to serve children in need and so you want to get into fostering and maybe or you're interested in adopting. All of these at the starting line feel impossible, but maybe it wouldn't be right to call all of these impossible. Instead, maybe we need to consider the word improbable. Yeah, I think so. And the difference is this, um, an impossible, if you say something is impossible, that means it is not, you can't do it. You are not able to do it. If it's improbable, well, it's not likely, but that always gives you a percentage of, well, yes, it could. It absolutely could. Yes, but I think far too many women tend to think that they're synonymous, that they mean the same thing, and they really, really don't. No, they don't. And if you think back, all right, if if you were alive before the Wright brothers, you would say, well, of course I can't fly. Of course. Why would I think I could fly? Well, what do we do now? We (laughs) jet across the pond, so they say, in an airplane, and we can fly. Not literally, but we can get there in the air. 
Yeah, that's true. When when did that happen? Do you remember? Oh no, you're going back uh, in history. But you weren't, alive, you weren't alive. You weren't alive before oh, the Wright you, brothers. Julie. I was not. For well, you said it like you know those of us those who were alive days. before the Wright brothers, and I'm just like I am so mystified. How old are you? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a really good example. Well, and then there's the idea of the way technology has changed so incredibly, even in the last hundred years. I mean, the fact that we don't even think about turning on the lights. And the fact that somebody had to work tirelessly to perfect what we now know as a simple everyday device like the light bulb. And I'm sure that Thomas Edison was told he'll never get it done. Oh, absolutely. And then, okay, so I did grow up when it was a landline where you were plugged into the wall (laughs) when you wanted to make a phone call. And then we went to cell phone where we could communicate that way. And then, I mean, how fast go to technology, computers, the internet, you can communicate with people anywhere in the world in just seconds, minutes, a very limited amount of time. Yeah. And that was only like, what, 20 years ago that the internet was starting. Oh, I thought you were going to go landline to now. It was just 20 years. (laughs) I'll buy that. (laughs) I still remember my childhood uh, landline home phone number. Isn't that funny? Oh, that is. I remember having to rehearse it. I wonder what would happen if we dialed it now. I know. Maybe I should do it. That could be fun. Yep. Yeah, so so the way that we view the impossibility or improbability of life circumstances really kind of says something about us, but here's the good news, is you can actually change the way you choose to view these types of circumstances. So if you're listening today and you're thinking, yeah, I do tend toward the immediate reaction of, oh, I can't do that. That will never happen. That could never happen to me. I could never, ever, ever, you fill in the blank. You could actually shift your thinking. Oh, you should shift your thinking. Well, how do we do that? Julia, it depends on what impossibility you're facing. It could be you want to build a new business or change your career, or perhaps it's the marriage that you feel has no hope or the teenager you're worried about or the health issues. So each of these impossibilities can become improbable and then can become possible. Some of the most inspiring stories I think we've ever heard, and we've even featured several of on the Grit and Grace Project, are of exactly what you're describing. I saw this need, and sure, maybe I can't solve that global issue tomorrow, but I can do one thing in my city, in my town, you know, in my country that could begin to change the direction of that worldwide issue, and you recognize, wow, I am making a difference. Yeah. So whether it is, I want to start a business, I want to change my career, or I want to address a social need that I feel very passionate about, you need to combine a couple of things. One is your natural talent with your desire. Mm -hmm. Now, natural talent. Let's just talk about what that means. We all have natural talents. I mean, Julie, you remember, I guess American Idol's coming back, right? Yeah, I, I find that so interesting. And I love that Ryan Seacrest will never leave it. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's so forever. loyal. <laughs> yeah, he's like glued to the stage. I mean, he's probably making some bank. Yeah, he <laughs> probably is. But remember when the auditioners, the ones who would come and sing who could not sing oh, at all? That, those were my favorite episodes. Yeah, they were. They kind of were the favorites. But still, it's like, okay, no offense, folks, but this may not be your talent. <laughs> <laughs> But you're right. All of us do have some natural things that we just start out at an early age. It becomes obvious that we're good at something, whether you're a natural born singer in your example, or you're a natural born leader, 
or you're a natural born, you know, builder, maybe you just have it in you that you like to engineer and make things kind of fit together. We all have things about us that were put in us, um, that we know we don't necessarily have to work at to have a base level, but then of course we can take that talent and build on it. Yeah. So combining the talent with the desire But then you have to make the decision to do it. And you'll be given a billion reasons why you shouldn't, you can't, you won't. Um, It can be things like someone say, well, they've already tried that and they failed. Mm. You love that one, don't you? Oh, it makes me nuts. Makes me nuts. Um, And then others, it's like they come from other people. They'll tell you, you cannot because you already have a good life. You're already successful in whatever you're doing. Don't rock the boat. Yeah. Just keep doing what you're doing. Duh. No, don't. Okay. <laughs> or people fail at that. Mm. So why would you want to do it? People fail at it. That sounds like a negative Nancy up in your life who's saying <laughs> that to you. Yeah. She, we need to get away from her, but you're right. And then there's, there's the age old, well, we've always done it this way. So why would we ever try this new way? You might be suggesting to somebody, those yeah. people who are not okay with change <laughs> are not okay with going in a different direction, trying new things that might actually, actually end up being better. There are some who are incredibly uh, traumatized by that idea. Yeah, and it just, that one makes my head explode because most of the time to succeed, you have to try a different path. Mm -hmm. If you want to make something work, you're going to have to think outside of the box. So just because it's never been done that way, that means nothing. That means then there's another way to do it. Usually that ends up being part of the solution to whatever problem you're trying to fix, right? It's completely going a different direction. You are definitely, um, I think, a testimony of that. I mean, wouldn't you say that that's part of the reason you and your husband and your teams had success with your years in the record business? Oh, yeah. We did have people look at us and say, if you want to throw your money away or if you want to spend your time on that, just, you know give your money to me because it's not going to work. Or they'd say that music won't work in this arena. Or they would say, um, you know, you can't be who you want to be with your beliefs and produce the kind of music that you want to produce. And we just kind of went, nah, nah, and moved on. (laughs) And kept going. Yep. And you showed them wrong, right? (laughs) For the most part, we did. I mean, but you also, you had some bumps along the way, right? There were times where, were there ever times where you ran into a scenario where you started to think, hmm, maybe this is impossible? Um, I don't know if I ever thought impossible. I just thought if I can get over this mountain, Mm. it will be amazing. Or, Mm. and you know, you don't, you don't always win. You, you, the whole philosophy in building a business is what we called win more than you lose. Mm. You know, that's a successful business. Just as a side note, Julie, win more (laughs) than you lose. (laughs) There you go. That's for sure. Yeah. So, um, getting, getting away from those negative people maybe is part of, uh, getting from improbable to, or, or not just, um, impossible, but more maybe improbable, but I have a pretty good chance of succeeding here. If I just separate from the, the negative Nancy's, if you will, or the naysayers and, you know, going forward with confidence that your idea is worth a try or <laughs> several tries, several tries in order to get where you want to go. Yeah. And I want to encourage anyone out there that is contemplating doing something that may look impossible is you don't have to be anything different than anyone else to be able to pull off the impossible. I mean, I, I was a girl from Auburn, Indiana. 
Mm-hmm. All right. That's a little town of 12,000 people in the northwest corner of Indiana who kind of skipped through life with a C average, which mm-hmm. was perfectly acceptable to mm-hmm. me. Um, but that didn't stop me from the things that I wanted to do and did. Yeah. So you're saying you don't have to already be well-known or arrived, so to speak. You don't have to be this top paid actor or a guru or uh, your favorite, an internet star. <laughs> yeah. Those are pretty ordinary people, oh, don't you think? Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, but no, to be, to be someone who um, overcomes the odds and does something meaningful. I mean, this could be the teacher who decides to work in a um, difficult school district with the, with the intention of turning that specific school around. Yeah, it can be. And it could be someone who sees an impoverished community or sees a need overseas or sees a need in their backyard where there are children who are in the foster program that need a family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it seems impossible to bring these children into your life. And that actually makes me think of several people I know who, um, you know, it feels like in my community of friends, there is a lot of fostering and adoption. Um, And I look at that and I think in my life, I don't see myself, you know, becoming a foster parent or an adoptive mom, but I can choose to support those foster and adoptive parents by being a friend to them. Can I bring you a meal? Can I, you know, take care of your child once a month to give you a break? There's always something you can do to be a part of something bigger. And that may be your first step into doing something, you know, on a a larger scale. There's always something you can do that even if it feels like it's small, it's still significant. Yep. All right. If you're going to tackle something, don't think small. Mm. Don't think... um, Think medium? No, don't think medium. (laughs) Think big. In fact, think bigger. Mm. Uh, You may not reach the biggest dreams that you have, but, you know, what's the old uh, reach for the moon and you may get the stars or the stars and get the moon? Do you remember that one? I don't, but I I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'm picking it up. Exactly. So at least give yourself a pretty grand goal. Mm. Because that that's something that you can at least head it puts you in the right direction, right? Yeah, yeah. because if you don't make a goal at all, then you're probably not going to go anywhere. Nope. That actually makes me think of um, our friend Dr. Zoe, who's been a guest with us a couple times on the podcast. I, I still remember her her first article on the website. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes. It was called "Get Honest About Your Dreams and Thrive." And so she basically said, if you don't have any dreams, you're not going to get where you want to go. So you have to at least let yourself start to dream in order to um, move toward seeing them become a reality. Yeah. So somebody who's listening might need to um, overcome the fear, um, the thought of impossibility and take a class. Mm. Maybe, maybe she's thinking about going back to school, but that sounds too scary. Maybe she just needs to sign up for one class. Yeah, absolutely. And it start, mm-hmm. just start little steps. Or maybe, maybe you're considering a big career move and that feels way too scary. Maybe you need to consider contacting somebody in the line of work you're considering making the shift and see if there's an internship. Yeah. So you could get some time and experience around that new field to make sure it's something you want to do or just to boost your confidence to say, yes, this is absolutely something I can do. Well, and if you find those people, they may be a mentor to you. Mm -hmm. They may be the one person who will encourage you that, yes, you can. This is doable. This is Mm -hmm. not impossible. You have within you what it'll take to pull it off. Well, so, and getting with a mentor, you have the opportunity to ask questions of somebody who's been there, done that. They can show you the ropes. They can help you avoid landmines by saying, 
these are the things that I did that I wish I had done differently. So you skip steps A, you know, D and G and <laughs> get there faster and um, find somebody who's willing to invest in you. Yeah, that's a big suggestion and um, a great idea as well. Julie, one thing I do know that every person who says I'm going to tackle the impossible has to do is they have to commit. Mm. They have to say, I am all in. I am in the deep end and I am going to swim no matter what, which means instead of just trying to do something, you actually do it. Mm. You take the actions, you make the effort, you do whatever it needs to um, get where you want to go. Well, I think that's kind of the idea of the the word commitment implies I'm going to do it no matter what, not just this is a decision I've made and, you know, I might change my mind later and make a different decision. Um, I feel like we've kind of already started with some definitions. So I kind of wanted to know what the definition of commitment was, because I, I do think that's the thing that sets you apart um, when pursuing something that feels impossible is the commitment of no matter what. Um, so Webster says commitment is the state of being obligated or emotionally compelled. Oh, emotionally. So it's not just the physical. I love that. Yeah, I do too. You're putting your heart, your soul, everything that is in you into this venture, whatever it is. I love that. You know, a lot of times when I think of the word commitment, I think of relationships I have with people um, and that emotional connection. So even that, that thought comes in, but what if I said I'm committed to getting this new degree. I'm committed to, you know, raising this child, um, as my own, you know, that I adopted through foster care. I'm committed to this relationship. I'm committed to this teenager. I will see him through to the other side. I'm committed to you name it. You fill in the blank. It has a different kind of, um, mentality to it and staying power. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You also have to be smart. Okay. I agree with the emotional commitment. I agree with the dream, the goal, the desire, um, the, that you want to do something, you want to make a difference, whether it is build a business or make a change in life, but you got to be smart about it. Mm. You can't not all emotional, right? There's some practicality to it. Okay. All right. Yeah. You have to, um, you may have other responsibilities in your life. What if you might, have, most likely you do, yeah, right? You, yes, <laughs> you most likely do. you do. Whether it's paying your rent or the family that you're supposed to be taking care of, mm-hmm. you can't just jump off of the train that you're on mm-hmm. to get on another one. Um, you have to figure a way to integrate it mm. so it'll work. Well, so as somebody who has, you know, lived a couple years longer than me, done a few more significant <laughs> things so than gracious. me, I, um, you know, you got to speak right to your bosses, ladies. Um, I, I am curious, what are some, what are some things as somebody who has done this well, what are some steps that you would say are really important or ways to make sure that you're being smart about pursuing something like this? Um, you really need to look at it from a financial standpoint. You know, do you, are you set? You don't have to even be set financially. You just have to know that if I do this, these bills can still be Mm -hmm. paid because we have a responsibility in life. But at the same time, that may require us to work a full-time job while we're spending nights and weekends of vacation working and building this new venture. Mm -hmm. If it's a business or a career or something that you want to do, it is finding a way to balance your responsibilities, whether they're financial or family, with your desire to do this new thing. Yeah, I think sometimes when you start talking about these big ideas of things I want to accomplish, and yes, this is my dream, this is my desire, and you know what, I'm emotionally compelled and I'm committed to it. But then you start to sit down and look at the nuts and bolts. You realize this is a lot of work. 
Can yes. I actually do this? Yes. Do I really want to do this? And I think what you're saying is when you get to those details, can you follow that up with the hard work it's going to take? And can you get honest with yourself and with the people who might be working with you and then push through the difficulty of doing the hard the hard work of getting this thing off the ground. Yeah, absolutely. And two, because you know there's hard work in any new challenge or venture or things that you want to do that seem impossible, since you know there's hard work, then don't do not do what I call stupid work. Oh, right. <laughs> tell me what stupid work is. I want to make sure, I definitely want to make sure not to do that. <laughs> that would be the unnecessary mm. things. Oh, like you spinning know. your wheels. Yes, don't spin your wheels. Don't spend mm. time on unnecessary planning or, you know, dreaming of things that may happen four years down the road. You do have to plan ahead, but you've got to figure Mm -hmm. out today, this is what I have to accomplish today. And if I do these four other things, and sometimes that means your accounting will get caught up at the end of the year. Preach. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We've done that. Those those aren't stupid things, but they're not necessary in the moment. Mm. Um, You actually put a great quote in here from um, UCLA basketball coach, John Wooden. He said this about hard work. It's the little details that are vital. Little things make big things happen. It's the truth. Yeah, that's really, it's that idea of, yes, it's important to dream big, but you've got to do the hard work in the midst of it all. Yep. All right. So somebody's listening and they're thinking, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm going to, I'm going to gather my grit and my grace, and I'm going to try this hard thing. What's one thing you want her to keep in mind? Never give up. Never, never, never. But what if you fail? You no, that's part of never giving up. Oh, because okay. the the reality is, no matter what you're doing, if it's you know bringing a, a foster child to adopt into your home, you're gonna screw it up occasionally. You're gonna make some mistakes. Trust yeah. me. Or mm. if you're building a business, you're gonna make some decisions that aren't perfect decisions. Mm. You're gonna make some financial or you know that moment career decision that's not right you're Mm. going to make mistakes and you are going to fail Mm. but failure is simply how not to do it Mm. failure is simply an an education tool all right that didn't work so that means i'm not going to repeat that one that means i'm going to do something new I think that's really smart. You are, you have to fail in order to, to succeed. Um, I think something along those lines of never giving up is recognizing that your original timetable is probably going to shift a time or two. <laughs> <I> laughed <laughs> a time or so a few laughing. dozen times, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. No, it doesn't. It absolutely doesn't mean that. It just means that you have to adjust. And that is the thing about trying to do anything that is seemingly impossible because it's not going to go in your timeline in the way that you predict it. You may sit down and do a five-year plan, and it's a beautiful plan. Um, <laughs> a and pretty it paper looks, and a nice binder. And a nice binder. <laughs> and, you know, some of it's going to work for you. And it's a good thing to do is set out a plan and a goal mm-hmm. and steps that you want to take. But if you're not flexible in the process and know that plan A didn't work, so plan mm-hmm. B, no, nope. plan B didn't work, so plan, nope, let's go move down the alphabet. And you actually okay. wrote an article. This is my favorite time of the podcast where I remind you <laughs> of one of your articles. And I loved the titles when plan A looks like plan F. It does. Like you're still working toward the same goal. You're just going to accomplish it very differently. I'll be sure to link to that one. But yeah, yeah. No, I, I loved when you came up with that idea that, yeah. Things yeah. will change, but that doesn't mean that the goal still isn't attainable. No, you adjust the way you do it and you adjust the timeline in which your expectations were to mm. a new expectation. 
ooh, expectations can get us in trouble, I think. And so sometimes when we're looking at this season of my life, it feels impossible. Well, maybe it's the expectations I put on myself are impossible, but the end goal is still very much possible. I think that's really important too, Julie, is that we tend to say, all right, we're going after something that nobody has or maybe somebody else has, but we're we're also wanting to accomplish it. Um, it seems impossible to us in our circumstances. It seems impossible with the scenario that's in front of us. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be um, all pretty, and, and it won't. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be... Um, just doesn't have to be easy. And we don't have to carry the burden of doing it all right. We don't have to carry the burden of we're tackling this. We're going to prove to the world we can. So watch us just absolutely bust ourselves and get through this. We don't have to prove anything. We simply have to wake up each day and go, all right, today, Hmm. here's what I'm going to do to get my goal done. I like it. Ladies, we want you to know that it is it is possible. It is doable. Whatever challenge it is that you're facing, whether it is, you know, in relationships, in your family, or a new business, or a felt need that you want, or a career that you want to tackle that seems impossible, we're telling you it may be improbable, but mm-hmm. it is absolutely not impossible. And it will require you choosing, you choosing to say, no, it is possible. I can do this. Well, we're going to end with another quote from John Wooden, because I think this pretty well sums it up. Talent is God-given. Be humble. Fame is man-given. Be grateful. Conceit is self-given. Be careful. Well, ladies, here's to another week of Facing the Impossible with Grit and Grace. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project. Take a few minutes and head over to iTunes to rate and review the show so more people can find us and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an upcoming episode. If you can think of a friend who could benefit from this episode or the show in general, please be sure to share us with her. And for all the details on today's episode, find the show notes by heading to thegritandgraceproject.org. You can follow us on social so you miss nothing that we're sharing throughout the week on all things living a grit and grace life. We'll catch you on the next one.